Honesty is one of those virtues that everyone pays lip service to. From childhood, we are taught to tell the truth, no matter what, as we are warned about the bad consequences that can result from being caught lying. Despite this, we've all fantasized at least once about the possible benefits of getting away with a lie. What's the worst that could happen by tweaking things a bit on your resume? Why not tell a white lie if that way you can avoid hurting others? But is truth-telling all there is to honesty? Today, we survey common attitudes towards honesty and explore why lying seems so tempting from time to time. The core of our discussion centers on how we understand honesty as such, as a concept. Maybe there's something hidden behind honesty. Welcome to Ideas on Trial. We are your hosts, Leopold Ajami and Ricardo Pinto. So today we have a, I guess, very interesting topic, honesty, right? And I mean, for me, it's something very, very, very important. It's something very dear to me. And like everyone else, I've been the victim of lying many times. And I guess today we're going to explore the the concept of honesty, at least the way I see it and the way you see it, why we need it, what's the common conception, the culture, and what's the undisputed idea about honesty that we want to challenge. So let us, let us start. I mean, I said in the beginning that everyone pays lip service to honesty. How do you see that? Do you agree with that? Yes, I certainly agree with that. It's something that we're taught very early in childhood. Mm. I think as soon as we, as children, we start recognizing that other people have beliefs, that other people think differently, and that they study certain relation to us. But what's curious about it is that children tend to be very honest. They are so honest that their parents have to control them sometimes. So if someone gives them a gift, they will just tell their honest opinion. Well, I have to disagree. I mean, <laughs> I have a two-year-old uh, daughter and I don't know if I can categorize that as lying, but you know, she, she doesn't tell the truth all the time, right? Did you eat this? She would say no. Did you like, you know, I don't think it, I think it depends on the age, right? And probably there's something cognitive about that. So that's why I wouldn't recognize it as, as lying. But yeah, you know, they, they manipulate in, in a very innocent way. Yes. And, and I think it depends on the lie, because if it's something that will benefit them, like I didn't do this, they will certainly lie or some of the time. Yeah. But when they don't like something or when they want to repeat your words in a context where you wouldn't want that, mm. many of them will do them. Right? Yeah. You say, I, I don't like this person. When you find that person, <laughs> you're sure your daughter is going to say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's so true. I know I've done that. And I remember my mother getting really, really angry. 
like you can't say that you know <laughs> so i put her in a very bad position so so yeah i i agree with that i agree with that right but it still is curious that in spite of the fact that we don't want our children to tell the truth in those situations in those very specific situations we teach them not to lie or at least to tell the truth most of the time mm. it's a good social protocol yeah. that we tell them to follow especially with grown-ups with their teachers with their parents with their relatives and as a social rule tell the truth sounds like a good thing and we have the image the picture of the liar right yeah. the people who think who can get away with anything and it's not really a beautiful picture to look at Yeah, and so I agree with that. We are taught that, you know, we should tell the truth. And I think Jordan Peterson talks uh, about that in his book, 12 Rules for Life. So you should tell the truth or at least don't lie. And I think that's the, yeah. that's the rule we get usually in different forms. But I guess sometimes life happens. Or always life happened, but, you know, sometimes something really big happened and you're forced to lie. I don't know. Maybe you're applying for this job and it's your one opportunity and a minor detail on your CV or resume won't make a big difference. So you just sneak in yeah. there, you know, just put it there and, you know, right. you, you might get away you know, with it. Yeah. You know, Photoshop. You yeah. can learn it anyway, so yeah. who cares? Absolutely. And I think in this context, what, what happens is we say, you know what? We learned this. We learned that honesty is a virtue. Maybe we never learned why, right? But we learned that it is a virtue and we should at least in some context not lie, maybe play around the truth and This is one of those contexts, the CV. So I think that's how sometimes we rationalize it. Would you agree? Yes, certainly. And there's another example that I'm sure you must have experienced in some form as you're a married man. Your wife comes with a new dress. She asks you, does, she, does it fit me well? And you don't really like the dress for some reason or another. It's not that it's terrible, you just don't like it. But in order to avoid conflict, you tell her, yeah, it's beautiful. It looks beautiful. I love it. That's what we call a, lie, a white lie, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess there's a damage behind that, but we don't take it seriously, right? Like we're just telling a white lie. And I mean, even the, the categorization of like a serious lie and a white lie is Because it forces us to justify some of our action. I mean, what constitutes a white lie? Maybe for my wife, this dress is very serious. You know, looking good in this dress for this particular event is so serious to her. Maybe I don't care, but for her it's so serious. So my white lie is damaging. On that note, I want to say thank you for recommending Sam Harris' book, Lying. I read it. This is an amazing book, even though, so Sam Harris is someone I really respect. And I think you would agree with that. Even though I have so many uh, objections to some of his ideas, 
but I really, really like how clear he is. And he gave some of these, uh, you know, similar examples in his book. And I was reading and I was trying to apply it to myself. Like, have I ever said that to my wife? Have I ever said that to my friend? And I have. And maybe there wasn't that of a big damage, right? But maybe I haven't really considered what is honesty and what is lying. So yeah, that's what I would say here. It's, it's, I think we need a framework to understand what is honesty and how we can validate it in order to when we reach a point where we say, you know what, we need the standard to know if that's, you know, a good thing or not. Right, not. right. But my question is, why would, would we need this? Why do you think we need to go deeper into honesty? Why not take it as a as a social rule, as something to follow, to as a, an expression of respect to others? I think that's uh, that's the crux of of the issue today. So the undisputed idea here is that, or one of them, there's a lot, but one of them is that honesty is a social protocol, right? Like it's always directed towards others and and here i think uh, the line from sam harris is telling so he says to lie is to intentionally mislead others when they expect honest communication to lie is to intentionally mislead others and that's true yeah right in so many ways that's true but that's the common conception i think that the primary orientation when it comes to honesty is others your relationship with other people and I think that's what, what I would like to challenge today. Right. And I think there's another issue that's important there. Some situations make it very uh, juicy, very plausible. So you mentioned your CV or telling a white lie to your wife. What about a murderer coming to your house and asking for your children? Which is an example every analytic philosopher has given, even Harris. Yeah. He asks you, where are your children? Are you going to tell them the truth? Are you going to tell them, oh, he's in the room, come on in? No. You don't owe anything to that person. Anything. Nor the truth, nor a lie. But yeah. on the one hand, we pay lip service to honesty. We recognize it as a virtue, as a moral virtue, because it's more than a social rule. Yeah. It has you know, ethical standing in our lives. It's good to be honest. We're taught everywhere. But on the other hand, you don't want to be a fool. You don't want to tell the truth all the time. Least of all, if that implies that you're going to tell, say, a murderer where your children are, which is an extreme situation, of course. Yeah. But some situations seem to warrant lying. I don't know about you, but I hate air airports. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I don't have a problem with that. I hate them. <laughs> and I feel very uncomfortable with telling the truth to, you know, to airport officials. It's not that I'm hiding anything, but I don't want them to know everything about my life. And if I can at least tell the minimum, that's okay. But I'm not, uh, I don't owe them the whole truth. There's a common view that I keep on hearing, and I know I had it once in my life, which is, you know, every time I'm honest, I lose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the perspective of, you know, I want to be honest, but I don't want to be a fool. So how can I think about that? 
for so many people, when they're really honest, when they talk about their salary expectations or when they tell the truth to a friend, they go into trouble and it doesn't seem juicy, right? And I think the reason is because we're focusing on the social aspect of honesty and the social aspect is crucial, but I don't think it's primary. And the way I learned of looking at honesty is it's a relationship between your mind and reality. That's how I would like to think about it. And that's why I think it's a moral, moral virtue. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really building a relationship between your mind, how you know and what you know, and reality. And that's why so many philosophers, I think, said it correctly that honesty is a kind of a loyalty or a kind of commitment to the truth or to reality, right? You have a commitment to facts, you have commitment to, uh, to reality. So it's not primarily a social issue. It's primarily about you, what's happening inside your mind and how you're facing life. That's what honesty is about from a, from a primary perspective. Again, people and society are part of reality. But the, the orientation, if you orient yourself primarily towards your relationship with others, then you, you are you know, evading the relationship between you and yourself. Which raises a question here. Okay, wait a minute. It's a relationship, but why do I need it? Why, as a human, do we need honesty? Right, that was the question I was about to ask you. Uh, how does this look like? Because it sounds very, uh, very plausible. And I think nobody would disagree with that, that how you approach reality, how you approach the world, it's an important issue that you must have clarity about. But there's a difference between that and saying that you need to be honest with yourself and you should approach every fact honestly. And that is not a social issue. So how does that look like in practical reality, what does it imply? So, and again, this goes back to why we human need honesty. And I think we need it because that's who we are. That's how we f function in order to survive, in order to live, we need to know reality, right? We open our eyes and we see the world and then we want to experience it and want to learn from it. So we face the world, we face reality, including people, we face facts, right? So that's why we need it in order to know the world and, and learning uh, about the world. It's a commitment to learning and knowing and facing life. That's what honesty is about. Uh, so how would a dishonest person look like is, for example, when he experiences something and he avoids it, right? Think about the little lies we tell ourselves from time to time, especially when it comes to work. Yeah. Oh, I did a great day uh, or I did a great screen, right? Or I deserve this. <laughs> we don't have any problem if you think you really deserve to buy yourself an ice cream or, or a beer, whatever. But at least I've experienced that I need to tell myself or in the past that I deserved something when I really didn't, when I knew deep inside myself yeah. 
that I hadn't worked at all, that it wasn't a productive day. But I tell myself I deserve this. Yeah, so to build on your example, it's like the famous example of saying, you know what, I'm on a diet, I want to shape my body, and you know that cheesecake will make you fat. But what you do is you say, I'm just going to eat cheesecake, nothing will happen now. So that's that's the kind of uh, evasion of the facts, right? Like right. you know that it's not true. So that's what I mean by you're you're facing reality and you're learning from it and you're you're taking action based on your learning. So that's that's I think the fundamental approach to being true to yourself is a relationship between what you know, even if what you know is mistaken, but it's a relationship between what you know and how you know and the world. There's a lot of examples here, uh, specifically from an emotional perspective. Right. Like, like you can feel, for example, that you love this person. You're really in love with them. You feel it. I had that in mind. I had that in yeah? mind. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna do it better, but I, I see it in the cases when people stay longer than they should, yeah. in toxic relationships troublesome relationships because they rationalize a specific attribute of a person. Oh, at least he gives me company or at least I have security with him or with her. And you ignore all the other attributes of a person because you are just sticking to this one fact, which you know doesn't justify the misery the, and the sadness that you experience, even the abuse can be. Yeah. This is an important point about honesty now that I think about it. It's not only that you're getting to the facts, but that you're working hard with them and you're trying to integrate them into a whole context. The attribute of the honest person is not only that he can tell ASA, something is something. I think it's that he takes that knowledge and he's on a journey for more information. And he's pro constantly processing that information in order to make an objective assessment of what he's dealing with and on what he has to do, because that's another part of honesty. It's not only an intellectual conviction. It's not only knowing that fire burns. It's acting on it. Yeah. So if I know everything about this person that is not good for me, I should be able to take action having that knowledge. And there is a close relationship here between honesty and courage. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, the yeah. second, uh, courage demands a lot of honesty, first and foremost. Yeah. Oh, that, that would be a nice uh, session on really the link between honesty and courage. So just to build on what you're saying, I think if we look at honesty as a human need psychologically, cognitively, intellectually, emotionally. It's a human need. We need it because honesty really is an evaluate or it actually tells us how we're using our mind intellectually and emotionally. That's what it tells us, right? Like So in the case of the, of the person who, who feel that, uh, you know, I'm in love with someone, but all the facts are against that feeling then there's something going on. Then it's how you're using your mind. Are you going purely by emotion or you're saying, you know, I feel, I feel this love, but maybe I'm 
I'm not sure about it. Maybe all these acts say something. So the link, I think, between cognition here and action is crucial because honesty is a bridge. Is a kind of a, it creates a bridge between how you use your mind and how you act on it. All of that is the orientation of looking at honesty as a self-oriented virtue before you can use it in the society. So that's that's I think the I think the importance of it. Yes, I love that image because it showcases I think the the real importance of honesty that it's not a social protocol first and foremost, mm. but a policy, something you want to use to guide your living, and there is a strong connection here between honesty and and character, because. I don't think that honesty is fundamentally about what you tell other people, but what you yeah. tell yourself. Absolutely. And thank you for raising this because there's an exercise that I always, like a mental experiment, I always do when I'm trying to understand the concept. And I always ask myself, do I, do I need honesty or any other concept? If I'm alone, if I'm alone on an island, just me by myself do i need to be honest i would say yes but perhaps i'm biased because i know the context so what would warrant it why would you need it let's think about castaway right like robinson crusoe and say you know what i'm alone on an island and why do i need to be honest honest towards whom. So if you're thinking about it as a social protocol, then yeah, you don't have to be honest, right? But if you think, no, wait a minute, this is something I need because honesty is how I deal with life, with my life, with my mind and my life. Then you're going to say, okay, so all what I'm going to do is I'm going to face this fact that I'm alone, that I need to find food, that I need to make fire. And you can't evade right. that. And if you remember the, the movie, Tom Hanks, and this is something I want to explore. It's amazing the link between achieving, making fire, and the celebration at the end. You know, I made fire. Mm. I, I made fire. <laughs> and I love that. You know, he's, he's celebrating his self-esteem. Right. So there's a beautiful link here. So honesty is really is saying, I don't know how to make fire. I never right. done it alone. If I don't have a lighter, I don't know how to make fire. But I'm going to face reality and try over and over until I do it. And I think the best way to see that is to look at the contrast. If honesty is this relationship between yourself and reality, then lying or dishonesty is self-betrayal. You're betraying what you know, you're betraying what, you what you're feeling, and you're betraying the facts around you. And who's going to pay the price if you do that? But you know, it doesn't seem like that sometimes. Think about the person who lies in, in his CV. By all appearances, he's doing something for himself. He's gaining something. He's gaining the job. Let's say he, he lied about an internship 
I, yeah. I did an internship in Apple, whatever, some great place. And he got the job. Isn't, didn't he do something in his favor? Or when you or anyone lies to his wife or husband, telling them that they look nice when they don't, yeah. or when they don't look as beautiful as they could, aren't you avoiding a conflict, a pointless fight, because it would be pointless? Yeah. Well, in the case of the CV, I think, faking your CV, well, it seems as if he's acting in his interest, but he's not because, and again, let's look at the contrast. So what would happen if you did that? The, the image I, I, I have in mind is of someone chained to people, like really to other people or to his boss. Now, now he's chained to what he think of him, which is not the truth. Like he's trapped in, in their opinion. That's what's happening. He's always afraid and he has to cover up that it's not true. And he has to worry about all the consequences from being discovered and maybe damaging his reputation. So it's not in his interest at all because all the consequences are working against him, right? Like, and, and psychologically, I think this is a disaster, it's a disaster. Now, of course, there are level. It depends how much you're lying, I guess. It, it makes a big difference. But still, you have a tinge of fear. I, I think that's a, a, an important point. That a lie is a lie. Yeah. It will not change the facts. It will not change uh, your perception of things or what you but truly know. But the effect know. might change. Right. Depending on the lie. Yeah. Right. But I think what is important to notice here is that you're not actually getting the job because of a lie, which seems contradictory, right? I mean, you do get the job. Perhaps the lie influenced that a bit. Yeah. But let's put it in context. First, you need to extinguish fires. And depending on the lie, there may be a lot. And you cannot avoid that because you've introduced the lie. So it's like a monster. As you feed him, it grows. It keeps yeah. growing. But let's assume... That's that a beautiful force... image, by the way. Yeah. I like that. The image of a monster. Like it's following you all the time. I don't know if you ever watched the Gremlins, the 1984 movies. No. I, I thought about that because th there were these little furry creatures called the Mogwai, and they had three rules. Don't expose them to the sunlight, don't expose them to water, and don't feed them after midnight. I think something similar happens with lying, especially white lies. They seem cute, like the Mogwai, or desirable. But if you feed them more, if you expose them more to the sunlight, uh, they grow into gremlins. Yeah. So let's imagine that for some reason you get to keep the job and that the internship was relevant. The internship you lied about was relevant for getting the job. Let's say you do a, you end up doing a great job. You prove yourself worthy of it. You are efficient. You might even get a good recommendation after it. But that's not something you got as a result of the lie. 
That's something you got in spite of a lie. So the lie as such, it's not a good principle that gets you anything. In fact, it exposes you to being discovered. You're relying on their ignorance. And what would happen to your self-esteem if you do that? Like the example in the case of Tom Hanks and Castaway, I think it's illuminating because he proved himself capable of making fire. And he's definitely worthy of making fire. And that's why he's celebrating himself. You know, I made fire. But in the case of faking your resume, you can never really say that. You can fake it in in a society, but like those little monsters, they come to you at night because you know you can never really celebrate it between you and yourself. As a result of all this, there's something very interesting that starts happening in a, a social context, which is you you become really dependent on people. You become dependent on their opinion. You become dependent on their view of you, which you have faked, right? So I think with time, now everything you're doing, you're doing for other people, not for yourself. You're relying on their feelings towards you, their thoughts towards you. And I think that's the the danger of thinking about honesty as a social protocol or important in the society, because this triggers the idea that I have to be dependent on society, which means if I can lie to society, then I can get away with it, right? Society wouldn't know. No, but you will. Yeah. I think that the monster of dishonesty fits on your character, Mm. fits on yourself and on your self-esteem especially. And I think that's the crux of the issue. It's not that you'll be discovered. Yes, you'll probably be discovered. But it's not only that, it's the kind of message that you're telling yourself. You lie, you tell yourself you're not worth it. When you lie, you're telling yourself you cannot deal with the facts. When you lie, you tell to yourself, reality is not for me. Yeah. Do you really want that? It seems that getting the job, telling your wife she looks nice, or telling to, to yourself falsely that I deserve this in those situations is a perfect victory. It's not worth it. It's, it's narrow. On the long term, th- the monster of deception erodes your character. Yeah. And I think also... T- from a social perspective and see the consequences. I'm going to share like a quick story. So I, I used to have a friend who was the master of faking reality, like the master in, in any aspect of life that you can ever imagine. But guess what? I used to entertain his faking. So I know he's lying and I never named it, never confronted the fact. So in my mind, I was like, well, he's lying. I know he's lying to his wife. I know he's lying at work. I know he's lying. But what does that have to do with me? You know, like he's my friend. I'm not going to go say that he's lying. 
this is very important because that is so damaging and i, I i'm sure so many of uh, our listeners would you know resonate with that because the moment you name it the moment you point out that there's something wrong here you will break the relationship which is a good thing you have to break it right but notice that every time or at least almost every time you say unless the person was really honest and say you know what yes i've been lying i need to change that habit but usually if you if you entertain the lie if you accept it it's going to affect you and it's going to affect your conception of friendship in that context so for you now the meaning of friendship is we just go out together but doesn't matter if we share such a fundamental value as as honesty like we're honest between each other but we might be honest uh, dishonest with other people that's a very interesting point there's so many things to say about that but let me start with this most of the time we think it doesn't affect us and in a sense it does not but i i'm distrustful about not telling other person they're lying or not confronting their lies because in that case it is we who are forced to make facts other than they are and i think sam harris is very good at this you mentioned him at mm. the beginning because he what he shows you in effect that a good friendship a nurturing relationship with someone cannot stand on on lying and and if you truly appreciate that person if you really want to call him your friend then you should tell him the truth no matter what and we can come back with the example we've been working on which is your wife what would your wife think about you if she knows you cannot even tell her that she doesn't look nice in a dress one thing i won't you're... let her listen to this episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's that's an important point <laughs> but i in her position i would feel disappointed i want to challenge that i want to challenge that because i think this is true if you have your conception of honesty and that makes a big difference and i think that's part of why we're doing ideas on trial because we want to move the culture into defining important important concepts in our lives and really understanding their their stance in our in our uh, lives so if if yes if ricardo is thinking about it this way then yeah maybe your wife would think about it as no no that's a form of deception or i'm disappointed or whatever but i think for for many of us it's normal to tell a white lie it's not that serious and here i think there's another aspect of honesty that that i keep stressing on but it's really the idea of forming or or taking care of your intellectual honesty or really taking everything in your life seriously and now i just have an idea for a for another episode we should we should talk about the concept of never take yourself too seriously uh right? yes that like that would be an interesting undisputed idea like never take yourself too seriously laugh at yourself it's another one i found laugh at yourself yeah 
which I think has some merit, but I think it's worth challenging. But but to go back to yeah. honesty, I think really being intellectually honest is is really being very serious about this relationship between yourself and reality. And as a consequence, this relationship between you and other people. And it means being serious about ideas, being serious about what comes out of your mouth, even if it's not correct. But I think this seriousness is crucial. So if I'm serious about my wife's look, and I should be if I love her, then I should tell her. Maybe I'm not an expert, but I don't think you look good. So, yeah. and so, but again, here is not merely telling the truth. It's being honest. So it's not about speaking the truth. Right. But it becomes part of your character. Honesty becomes part of your character. And you know that it's a policy you want to adapt because you're going to gain something out of it. And what you're going to gain is you're going to gain your self-esteem, right? Yes. You're going to gain a healthy relationship between yourself and, and you know, life and society. So there's a gain. There's something we, we're going to get out of honesty. It's not something that, yeah, I'm going to do it and whatever. I might lose. If, if I want to lose by being honest, why do I need it? Why do I need it? Yeah. But again, there's so many paradoxes out there. Like one of them is a paradox that so many people accept or preach about honesty, but their views is so different to the point that they might negate reality. So their whole philosophy might be a negation of of reality, an attack on your mind and 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 on facts. But at the same time, they adapt the policy of you have to be honest. How, how, will that, how will that work? If my whole policy in my life is that, you know what, uh, nobody can know anything. This is, you know, this reality is not real or whatever, whatever facts I'm seeing don't matter. If I wish it, it will be so. If that's your, that's your guide to life, how can you say you have to be honest? Or you have to tell the truth. How can you do it? These two seem contradictory. But the paradox is that these same people, even evil people, you know, preach honesty or demand honesty, right? Hitler demanded honesty from his commanders. How is that possible? You see, and I think that's why it's really about making this concept primarily focused on ourselves before it is on society. Because if we apply it to ourselves, now we see the damage, right? Yes. And we've been talking about the the importance of honesty to ourselves. But I would certainly not want to convey the idea that it's something you can expect to gain in 50 years. <laughs> I've been honest all my life. Where's the price? You can expect to perhaps miss some opportunities out there. The job you don't deserve, not having that discussion with your wife. But I think that these, when looked in the wider context, are narrow victories, are pyrrhic victories. They are not worth it for you. 
And I think what's most important of all is what are you trying to build? What kind of life you're trying to build? And that your character is your strongest asset, your best asset. It's the one you should make the most investment on because it's where you find your disposition and your motivation to find an even better job, to have an even better relationship with your wife, or to even build a better work ethic if you dare to tell the truth to yourself. So I think that's the deeper pr perspective of honesty. It's a policy that you want to utilize for building a, the best version of yourself, who you really want to be, which cannot be built by inverting cause and effect. Because yeah. that's what we actually do. When we lie and we, when, when we let other lie, and especially lie to us, and we think, no, he's just lying and we know it. But by allowing that lie, by not confronting that, things can be otherwise than they are. And that's not true. I think that's, that's really powerful. So there, there's, a, there's a great connection between all what we said uh, positively as gains that you achieve from honesty. So if you think about it, by being honest, or by, if you want to put it this way, I like that, by practicing honesty, I think you protect your integrity. By practicing honesty, you protect your, your integrity. And then... I think the one thing you gain that is irreplaceable, you own yourself. You know that you can rely on yourself. I think that's irreplaceable. The knowledge and the feeling and the worth you get from, from, from really knowing that you're, you can rely on yourself. You can face this life no matter what. And you're going to do it your way. Because at the end of the day, what you will achieve is freedom. You will know that you're free. Uh, a dishonest person can never be free. It's simply impossible. He's chained. He's caged. He has surrendered his, his life for other people. He cannot be free. Honesty is a route to, to freedom. So I think you can gain a lot and you see the gain immediately. But I understand because I've been there. I understand why would people say, I tried to be honest, but I lost so much. Because honesty is treated as a social uh, issue and because that's how we've learned it. So what we have to do is spread our voice in the culture that no, no, this is something for you. This is something that you're going to gain something from, right? It's not only a social issue. And when you do that, I think you can highlight what would happen to people who are being dishonest and they're getting away with it. Even that is a packaged word. Like, what do you mean getting away with it? Like, how? Get away where? You know, like nobody can get away from, from himself. So, so, yeah, they seem like they're getting away with it. But are they? And would it matter to you? So that's... That's the point, I think. Yeah, I think there is no higher arbiter to appeal than your own. 
your own self. I think a good a good exercise to uh, tonight to ask yourself. Think about that lie you told yourself, or you told to others. I feel fine, or you lied in your CV, or you lied about your grades. Think about that lie, and whether it got you somewhere. Yes, perhaps you passed the course. Perhaps you got the job. Perhaps you didn't have need to have that deflation with that person. But wasn't it a risky bet? And, And I more- would recommend also doing the opposite. So listen to Ricardo, do that on lying. And tomorrow, let us try to be brutally honest, brutally honest about one thing that you never had the courage to, to do. Wow, the link I think is amazing between courage and honesty. So try it out. Yes. I think the and and please record what you felt. What do you yeah. feel when you tried and what you discovered? Because trust me, you're gonna re- discover a lot, a lot of insights when you're really honest. Yes. And another question that you, you can ask yourself when you revise your life is have I succeeded? in really facing that thing I didn't want to tell myself? Why? What do I need to do in order to overcome that? Yeah, that's that's a nice way of putting it. All right, so we're gonna draw a line here. If you like the ideas and would like to suggest topics for future episodes, head over to our website, ideasontrial.live. We are eager to know what undisputed ideas you'd like us to challenge. Thank you and see you next time.